0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV
1: is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, welcome to the COB Podcast brought to you by Ausbiz. I'm Gemma Acton, joined by David Scott, or Scutty, as uh, most of you would know him. Look, a pretty uneventful day today on the markets. I love the markets. I don't often find them boring, but today it was hard to get too animated.
0: Yeah, it was a bit like a wet mop. I uh, didn't want to get out of bed, the market <laughs> uh, just uh, opened open down fractionally and then meandered between gains and losses, and that didn't really go anywhere. And then eventually had a la- late spurt of buying into the close, helped by a bit of a bid in the miners and also the banks. but. Realistically, uh, you know, it was a really sort of fatigued session, so just not only that people are tired, but maybe also the, uh, the market is tired as well.
1: You, you literally stole my adjective. I was about to say, do you think there's a sense of fatigue setting in? I mean, it's been such a momentous year for stocks, that huge, you know, more than one third sell off in February, March, that incredible rally for many of the companies that suffered the sell off. And now we're all just a bit worn out mid year. Yeah,
0: I think so. And, and a lot of people have already made their bets for, uh, for the second half of the year. So, and when you see it comes to fruition, obviously we had a big rebound in uh, risk appetite and an asset crisis in general. But uh, I think people are really now starting to go and sit back and go, well, no, have our bets come to uh, fruition? Are they right? Uh, so at the time being, there's not really anyone willing to go and make a, a bet one way or another as to what way markets are going to go besides sideways.
1: Um, A big week ahead next week, we've got, of course, the mini budget update from the Treasurer. Now, there's been an extraordinary amount of uh, fiscal and monetary stimulus. Uh, Very few people, I think, think it's uh, too much being spent in a a bid to get the economy going again. But is it working? You know, is is it too little too late? Is it just too difficult to stimulate um, what can seem sometimes like a bit of a dead body?
0: Yeah, well, it does feel like a bit of a zombification of the economy. We know lots of people have written about zombie firms. Uh, you'd also argue that, uh, that households are zombie at the moment. So many people sitting at the moment on, uh, on job keeper and job uh, job seeker uh, the increased payments. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't want to be on those payments, but that's the honest and brutal re- reality that we're dealing with. I also wonder whether some of this, uh, you know, stimulus has crept into the markets now and actually having a zombification of financial markets. So mm. we're just talking about how dull it's been today, and it's, realistically, apart from a few pockets of excitement here and there, it's really been a mundane, mundane time. Uh, look, for instance, yesterday, so let's go through it, we had uh, the Australian jobs report, we had a whole bunch of data out of China, we had massive earnings reports from, I uh, a couple of banks on um, Morgan Stanley, uh, other names, and the market didn't bat an eyelid to anything. All that really mattered, it seemed to me, is that yesterday when I when I came into the office and each morning I'd pay attention, obviously, what's going on, and US uh, E-mini futures uh opened negative and just kept sliding. And then basically, when I clocked off here, and I won't say what time it was, <laughs> Late enough. Uh, I looked at the thing and said, okay, what's, well, uh, you know, it's basically, you know, it's going to be a week start. And then I woke up this morning and they were almost identically the same level. They hadn't really moved. All this news and it was the spoos were exactly the same level. The SP 500, the broader index, the, uh, the physical index was doing exactly the same. And it was like, nothing matters. And so whether it's good news or bad news, it just seems to be this meandering kind of flow at the moment uh, where nothing really matters. Now,
1: I've also felt that uh, when there has been something that has excited the market, and you're right, it needs to be something quite extreme, there's been quite a quick uh, reversal. The market's reacted and then worked its way back quite quickly to where it had been meandering along before. Yeah,
0: moderner news this week. Now, we've had umpteen uh, vaccine trial results from that company, uh, and each time it gets uh, the market excited. But I don't know about uh, you guys out there listening, but uh, certainly it feels like the reaction function to that news is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, it's basically either it suggests that that news is basically baked in the cake or, once again, we've just been numb to, like, anything. So it's like, oh, good news, oh, great, whatever, bad news, oh, yeah, great. Uh, And, look, how's this going to go and end? Well, it's either got to be some kind of really sharp uh, uh, news when it comes to uh, virus vaccine. It's got to be either uh, something really terrible happens in the economy and all the people start doubting what's going on with fiscal stimulus and central bank stimulus. Or it's going to be a policy mistake i can't see anything else bar those things actually upsetting this current you know, you know, meandering pattern we're seeing at the moment
1: well time will tell i did read quite a sobering report yesterday um, from creditor watch looking at how many businesses have had to extend their payment terms and uh, it's it's shot up through the roof now, the question of course is is that just a temporary thing to make it through this situation until they can catch up on on the problems early this year or is it really a you know a bad signal about uh, zombified companies having to face their moment of reality in the not-too-distant future.
0: Sure. I don't know about you, Gemma, but certainly I'm, I'm looking to the end of the year with a bit of trepidation about what, what lies ahead. I know people are talking about extending things and the like, but uh, that might not be enough for a lot of businesses. They might just say it's the too-high basket. We're already, you know, we have bled too much money? Uh, But we'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, I just wonder about what's going to happen later this year. Yeah,
1: and unfortunately I think Victoria might be a test case for that because Mm. uh, the second blow might have been one too many for many people. Let's have a look at some of today's news. A mining giant Rio Tinto releasing its Q2 production results today. Um, Again, not not, not a lot of drama here. Um, Effectively, they say they're on track to make their forecasts but cautioning that a second wave is a key economic threat. Let's have a listen to what a couple of analysts today had to say on the matter. First up, we had Jean Baillou from Tribeca. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Um, it's in line with expectations on most of the shipment. Iron ore is a little bit stronger, which is good because the price has been very strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, they talk to capex is going to be a little bit higher over the next few years. Um, that's um, net net. That's probably a little bit disappointing on that front. Um, but all in all, it's pretty good results. Um, uh, Rio is probably a hold for me. i am um, much rather um, to hold others that has actually underperformed Rio. Um, Rio Rio's performed very, very well because uh-huh. of iron ore. You know, if I want pure, pure play iron ore, much much rather to be sitting in Fortescue. Um, right. and upcoming results, you should expect very strong dividend pot- potential for um, special dividend as well. Um, and also I prefer BHP just with better asset over right. medium-term okay. um, outlook, right. yeah. This was pretty much in line, and you know, it just shows you how strong the iron ore price has really been. Yep. Um, and that's been the big driver. I mean, 90% of their earnings comes out of iron ore. Yep. Um, I don't know why they just don't float off the rest and do what BHP did. <laughs> if you look at Fortescue, this is just a cash generating machine. Oh, no. So if, if you want to have that iron ore exposure, you'd much rather go with Fortescue because they've got a, a really good record yeah. of paying shareholders, not only ordinary dividends, interims, finals, but also specials. For us Fortescue is a better pure play, because it is pure play, whereas Rio's although it's 90% of its earnings come from iron ore, it's got all those distractions for 10% of earnings. That was Henry Jennings from Marcus today giving his views on Rio Tinto. Now, usually on a Friday afternoon, I say, fantastic, we can go away and relax until Monday. But you can't if you're an EU leader or indeed a G20 leader this weekend. Um, David, tell us, is, is there much risk uh, uh, you know, Im- embedded into the EU leaders meeting for the first time since
0: February? Well, Gemma, you know just as well as me that there's always <laughs> risk when you're involving European leaders. So <laughs> discussing this uh, euro area uh, relief package, you know, 750 billion euros in grants. 27
1: leaders yeah, in, in 27 countries.
0: Yeah, so they'll, they'll get something done eventually, maybe. You know, we always know they get it done at the last minute. But whether it happens this weekend is questionable. But uh, 750 billion euros in loans and, uh, and pledges primarily to uh, to southern states who have been hardest hit by this pandemic. A lot of those have been hit by tourism, uh, obviously, as we know here in Australia. Uh, Whether it actually gets over the line, it goes two days. Uh, The frugal four, the uh, the northern states who uh, don't want to go and share the uh, the burden, the fiscal responsibility of this package, uh, still don't look like they're going to go and join in, but uh, ECB uh, President uh, Lagarde uh, last night during her press conference basically let the cat out of the bag, saying, well, she's fairly confident there'll be a strong package brought forward so we will see but uh, you never know it is Europe it is dysfunctional there's always a risk that there might go and uh, go away in tears there'll be a blow up and then we might have some uh, some action maybe there'll be some uh, volatility when we start uh, on Monday morning
1: well if you do have some time over the weekend take a look um, at our website particularly I'd note the uh, founder of the bear traps report Larry McDonald talking about how he thinks uh, value stocks are going to have their day in the Sun once again that uh, the growth train is over
0: Uh, I've heard that that a couple of times over, more than a couple of times, should I say, over the past decade, and growth seems to keep going, but certainly uh, there's a lot of ratios out there, and I think anyone who's out there looking, uh, not only does uh, valuations look stretched, but some of the recent price action, the participants who will be moving into this space, there are always early warning signs, I've written about this in the past, that uh, sometimes they, uh, they give you a fairly good guide as to what's likely to happen in the near term, so proceed with caution
1: uh, plenty else on our website as well looking at real estate looking at some previews for earnings season of course checking in on those metals extending that Rio Tinto story further how much more can iron ore run up and um, so plenty there for anybody who has some spare time over the weekend in the meantime David I wish you a wonderful weekend
0: and so you gentlemen uh, I think it's time to go and uh, grab a drink it's Friday afternoon <laughs> so probably about time
1: thanks for joining us that was the COB brought to you by Ausbeer see you next week